You are listening to the audio recording of a video production that may contain visual elements, including charts, slides, and demonstrations. The full video is available on YouTube with more in-depth articles at jamespacini.com. In this video, I'm gonna lay out a framework for analyzing and quantifying DeFi risk. Yield farms such as Curve offer lower APYs because the market deems them to be less risky. But is the market efficient here and are they pricing in that risk correctly? At the end of this video, once we've looked at different risk factors, I wanna go through some ways that we can mitigate risks when yield farming and allocating funds to DeFi protocols. So let's start by breaking this down into four categories. We have smart contract risk, counterparty risk, legal risk, and token exposure risk. And we're gonna look at each one individually, starting with smart contract risk. You may have heard of the Lindy effect, an interesting fact it was named after Lindy's restaurant which actually closed, but it basically states that the age of something is correlated to how long you'd expect it to last. So the older something is, whether it be a technology or something in nature, the longer you'd expect to see it survive. And we can adapt this to a DeFi use case. The longer that a smart contract has held funds on the mainnet network, the more likely it is that hackers have been probing it and attacking it. If it's still holding them funds and it hasn't been breached to date, there's a greater chance that that is safe. It's passed the test of time as such. This is the Lindy effect, and it suggests that more established protocols and code that was developed further back is seen as more safe than code that's newly developed and recently deployed. The next thing to take into consideration when looking at a protocol is security audits. These are third-party audits where a company or a person will come in and look at the code specifically from a security perspective. The best security audits will detail the engineer's experience, how many engineer work hours went into the audit, and what code was covered. When a protocol might have a third-party security audit for their first version of code, the recently deployed upgrades might not have been audited. The next factor to take into account would be the bounty program. All well-funded DeFi projects should have a bounty program to incentivize white hat hackers to probe their protocols. White hat hackers will report back with any findings and any problems and bugs and vulnerabilities so the developers can fix them before the black hat hackers get hold of them and steal the funds. And finally, in this category, we have code quality and originality of the code. Code quality is a really individual thing and something that looks great to me might look like spaghetti code to someone else. But I think most developers will be able to kind of look at something and assess whether it's been built with care and attention to details. Then there's the reuse of existing code. Code that's imported from external libraries such as the Open Zeppelin libraries has already been pre-audited. So that can even be deemed safer than writing everything from scratch. While this industry thrives on originality and pushing the boundaries forwards, there's a definite benefit where possible to use existing code in your smart contracts. The next category in your risk assessment is counterparty risk. And this is who you're trading with or who you're trading against or the DeFi platform that you're using. How well established are they? How reliable are they? Are they a docs team? That's really important. Are the team known as like a real individual or are they kind of anonymous? With anonymous developers, unfortunately there's a higher percentage chance or a non-zero chance that they're gonna disappear with your funds, they're gonna do rug pulls. Developers where their identities are known or they're doxxed tend to do less rug pulls and that should be seen as a safer place for your investment funds. It is worth noting, however, that there's definite advantage for developers to stay anonymous. And just because there is an anonymous development team does not mean the project's a scam or anything like that. How the core team handle themselves is important as well. Are they transparent and honest, especially when things go wrong? 
you can see quite a lot from how a team handles themselves in times of adversity. And that's going to give a good indication of how they're going to manage the project moving forwards. And another final factor that I think is worth considering in this category is VC funding or seed funding. A well-funded project is less likely to do a rug pull, partly because they've got the funding and they can kind of live off those uh, expenses already, but also because the VCs tend to do better due diligence than their individual investors. The next category is legal risk, and this is something that I think is going to become more and more important as time goes on. We've already started to see the SEC flex their elbows. We saw Uniswap remove all their synthetic security tokens. We saw the CEO of Terra get served five minutes before going on stage for a presentation. And then Coinbase had that thing where they were about to release a 4% yield on stable coins, a bit like Binance Earn, and the SEC threatened to sue them, so they had to pull it. I think we're going to see more and more of this as time goes on. It's going to really highlight the importance of decentralization. Centralization invites litigation because it provides an easy target and a low-hanging fruit for regulators like the SEC. The final category I want to talk about before we get on to mitigating DeFi risk is token exposure risk. This can come in many forms. It can be the volatility of a governance token. It can also be things like impermanent loss, where the price of assets within a pool fluctuate and the liquidity provider is always on the wrong side of that. So if the prices diverge considerably, the impermanent loss can actually outweigh the benefits of being in that pool, the fees that you accrue. To mitigate token exposure risk, there's two main things we can look at, fundamentals and technical analysis. For fundamentals, it's important to look at the narratives and what's going on in the market and how that might affect the tokens that you've got exposure to. For technical analysis, you're basically drawing lines on charts, but it can be really simple things like trend lines and support and resistance levels that can really help you understand the markets better. So what else can we do to mitigate the risks in DeFi? Well, in traditional finance, diversification is the only free lunch. It's a well-known saying, and I think the same applies to DeFi, especially as you go up the risk curve, it becomes more and more important. You don't want to have all your exposure to a very high risk uh, yield farming pool, because if that goes wrong, you increase your risk of ruin. For developers, you can actually systemize a lot of the processes within DeFi. You can build trading bots or bots to manage your health factor on account to avoid getting liquidated and things like that. And that can give you a big advantage in the markets. And finally, what I think is most important when allocating capital to DeFi protocols is looking at the analysis and the allocation of those funds to what provides the best risk and reward. What I've talked about today is some factors that you can use to compare different pools, look at what APYs they're offering, and allocate your capital to the best positions possible, where the risk is the lowest and the yields are the highest. Obviously, everyone has a different appetite for risk, and there's no single pool which will suit the most safest of investors or the most degen of traders. But by doing the analysis and allocating your capital efficiently, you give yourself the best chance of getting outsized returns. I hope you enjoyed this video. There's more information on the blog post linked to in the description. Subscribe to the channel for updates and hit the like button for the YouTube algorithm. Thank you for watching.